0: This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental well-being company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your well-being mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own well-being mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being modular. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing." Welcome back to Let's Talk Wellbeing. Thank you for joining us this Thursday afternoon. Um, we're chatting in the studio here with Jo Howarth of the Happiness Club. And also Claire and I are here, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we hope so anyway. I know. <laughs> I think I'm partly here. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm very present. Very present indeed. Um, So this afternoon, we are going to continue our discussion about emotional wealth, aren't we, Claire? We are. And we've been really enjoying these conversations, because emotional wealth is, well, it's lots of different things. Um, It's it's a program that we deliver um, online and in person, um, and it's all about developing ways to be in touch with your emotions, to work with your emotions instead of having them rule you, and to really get to know ourselves and to understand ourselves, so that we can become what we refer to as emotionally wealthy. Who wouldn't want to be emotionally wealthy? What does that sound like to you, Joe? That that sounds amazing. (laughs) So within emotional wealth, we have what we refer to as presuppositions, and there are 10 of these. Now, presuppositions is a bit of a fancy word. Um, That's only because Claire and I like to pretend that we're fancy sometimes. (laughs) 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 But really, all they are are just kind of, they're sort of little phrases. They're like hooks, things for us to kind of, you know, hook onto and to kind of enable us to sort of dig in. So they're like topic headings, really. And the one that we're focusing on today is we practice gratitude on a daily basis. Okay. So in order to become emotionally wealthy and to build up what we refer to as our bank of self to enable us to make those deposits in there so that when we really need to make a withdrawal, we've got a healthy balance, we practice gratitude on a daily basis. Okay, so Claire, I'm going to come to you. Okay. I'm going to say the word gratitude Mm -hmm. and what does it immediately conjure up for you?
1: So immediately it puts me in a good frame of mind because cool. it means I've got something to, be th- something to be thankful for. I may not be able to say it, but I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got something to be thankful for, <clears throat> which is always a good thing. I mean, you've always got to be in a good place if you've got something to be thankful Ooh, for. Oh, indeed, surely. I like that. So it enables me to get into a good headspace. And I think the gratitude, I, that's part of why it's one of the one of the fundamentals of the emotional wealth is because if we do practise it and we constantly do that, what we're doing is automatically taking our brains into a really good place and helping to build that because so much, you know, of our days can be spent listening to or hearing bad news or, you know, negative things. So actually I want to make it a balance. So by being grateful for things, it enables me to think more positively and when I can do that, then I can problem solve easier. I can deal with other things much more easily because I've already got that little top up of positivity. So yeah. That's what it makes me think about.
0: I like that. It's it's like from what what I'm hearing, you know, my interpretation of that, it's like it's an enabler, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's actually, you know, it's not some sort of fluffy kind of you know which i think is often the perception of gratitude mm. it's kind of oh well, you're just you know saying what well, you, you're grateful for and it's kind of but it's got real depth it's got real gravitas because it's got potential for other things to happen
1: i think if it's done in the right way it does okay because uh, there's this thing that we have this about people who talk about affirmations when actually they're more mantras so like with a mantra you'd be like oh i am beautiful I am, you know, strong. I am this, and I think the same for me links with this gratitude thing. That actually, it needs to be what we are grateful for. So it can't be just a list that somebody reads off for us. And I've been there. I've been in this big, these big groups, and like, right, let's all stand up. Let's all shout what we're grateful for. We're all grateful for, you know, whatever. Um, and it's sort of like, but how does it impact on me? And that's the difference. It needs to be something that I'm personally thankful for, and what matters to me. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's just about me, because I can be thankful that you know, you know, all the people are okay, or you know, we're not at war in the country, in our country, or whatever, or things are easing in other countries. There's lots of things like that as well people can be grateful for. But I think it has to be something that directly touches you that has an impact for you within your values and that's how it enables you that's how it gives you sort of that little motivation that little you know pat on the back and yeah we can do this we can get through this today
0: i like that so there's more to this gratitude thing than we perhaps first think joe i'm going to come to you what's your take on this word gratitude how would you explain it
2: so for me I love gratitude and I practice it every morning, every evening, I don't necessarily use the word gratitude because in some of the work that I've done, when I work with people one-to-one, my specialisms are severe anxiety, trauma, um, stress, burnout. So a lot of the people that I work with find it really difficult to be grateful. Mm. It, and actually, can feel almost offensive to be grateful because, oh my word, what do I have to be grateful for? Yeah. Um, and so, quite early on in my career, I instead of do, I used to do evening gratitudes. I used to write them out in my journal, my gratitudes of the evening. And then I started getting this kickback, if you like, from my one-to-one clients. And so I swapped the word. Grateful for glad, because oh, okay. I had so many clients say to me, "I can't do these gratefuls. I can't, just can't do it." So I said, "Okay, well, let's do glads. Let's start. Let's end the day with your glad. What are you glad about today?" And that's the question that I ask my clients to answer. And that's what we do in the Happiness Club every evening at nine o'clock. We do our glads, um, because bizarrely, I mean, it's semantics, but it's easier, it's lighter, mm. it's easier to reach right, Uh, I'm I'm struggling to feel grateful for something, but I can be glad I had that cup of tea, and I can be glad I spoke to that person, without having to be grateful, it can feel really heavy sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting, when you were saying the word glad, you said the word (coughs) light afterwards, and that was the the word that that Mm -hmm. came to my mind, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, so I'm saying there's something about gratitude that has gravitas, it has depth, but actually like most things it's a paradox you know in order to do it to put it into practice just switching that up a bit in our brain mm. and kind of oh I can do glads mm-hmm. and then immediately you're empowered mm-hmm. and you can kind of go forward and and did you find that was the case with your absolutely,
2: clients? absolutely absolutely and I had clients that really struggled I mean I still had clients that struggled with the glads bless the cottons but they found it easier to reach than to try and Make themselves be grateful mm. for something that they didn't feel grateful at all about, mm. but they could, f- they it was just easier to find. It's easier to find the glads, and then as you were saying, once you get into that rhythm of finding the glads, I'm not, and I say this to some of my clients, and they don't believe me to start with, but I say, once you get in the rhythm of doing it, you'll find that you go through your day, and as you go through your day, you'll go, Ah, oh, that was ace. I'm going to put that in my glads mm. later oh that was brilliant i'm going to put that in my glads so it makes you notice the stuff as it's happening more than you would have previously and then you recall it in the evening and you get a whole nother hit of it it's like a double whammy it's gorgeous so and and then the more that you do it the easier it is to Mm. find and the easier it is to find the more you can move into gratitude Mm. even though you're already there
1: yeah it's it's that it's the connotation about the word is next i'm (laughs) totally with you on that I don't use the word grateful. Um, I'm not, like, it's not what am I grateful for. Mine's what am i thankful for. Because mm. that has an easier reach for me. Um, because, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, when I'm taking the dogs for a walk, you know, the other week when it was so hot, I was really thankful it started raining and it was sort of like I wasn't grateful it, and it does it seems like this bigger word or something but I, I think these connotations I think it's about making it accessible for you so mm-hmm. whatever you need to change that word to I really quite like that I might I might try the glad bit as well so I was just I was like oh thank god it's raining and I'm stood there and I'm thinking about it and then later that night I was like I was really thankful it rained and I, I love that because actually you're right don't think I'd realized I was having a double whammy because I was appreciating it in the moment, and then I'm appreciating it again. Yeah. So it, it heightens it more. I really like that. I hadn't thought about that.
0: Uh, yeah, I really like that. It's like you're collecting things yeah. up, aren't you? Mm. You know, sort of, t- t- and then they become part of you. They're they're with you. They're yours. That's
2: it. And they don't have to be. I think this is one of the one of the. Um, misconceptions couldn't think of the word then perimenopausal thank you very much um (laughs) i couldn't think of uh, the word um but i think that's one of the misconceptions uh, with gratitude is that it has to be really deep and meaningful and and actually the best ones are the the throwaway things the little things that happen to you through your day when i sit down i do my glads most nights publicly on my Facebook profile um, and to try and inspire people to join in with me or do them at home themselves. And um, um, you read my list of GLADs, they are mostly normal everyday stuff that happens to everybody, Mm. but that actually have punctuated my day in some way, like the rain, right? Mm. Not many people would go, I'm glad it rained today. (laughs) But at the end of a heatwave, yes, thank you very much.
1: And being menopausal. absolutely. It's sort like even yeah. double
0: whammy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think this is it. We, we often talk about this kind of thing, don't we? But maybe we haven't framed it necessarily in this way, Claire, you know, about it's all in the details. Mm. And I think so much of, you know, going back to your theme of, of happiness, Joe, it's, you know we're, t- we're sort of encouraged to think that it, that's about the big things the big events, the amazing achievements you know the stuff that we've strived for or you know it's kind of you know the social media you know kind of what we're presenting to the world about how amazing our holiday was or you know it's. And but I think one of the big things that I've learned when I'm my own well being journey is that the pleasure I get from those little details mm. and I, I think I almost get more from that than I do from the big stuff. Mm. And for me, that's been a real game changer for my own sort of mental well-being and my own outlook. And I think once you're kind of in that space, and I'm not suggesting that it's the same for everybody, it's just I'm just sharing my take on it, that I've found it easier then to, f- to discover mm. my glads, you know, and to discover the things that I feel gratitude for. Going back to what you were saying about language, I think it's actually really key with a lot of the things that we talk about in well-being world because i think the words can be a stumbling block for people i think they can be a real barrier and i think they can start this kind start people off on a route maybe where they feel like well i should be doing it this way you know and and i need a journal so I've got to do my gratitude journal. You know, I've worked with, with with coaching clients and, you know, and I've maybe made several suggestions with them or they've come to kind of ideas and one of them's maybe been... A, and then they're kind of beating themselves up because it's not coming naturally or, you know, and they can't understand why. Well, why can't... And then it's kind of sort of like they're piling on the guilt because I've got lots to be grateful for, you know, why... And you can see how this could take you actually into quite a, mm. a, a not-so-great spiral place, which is... So there's, there's always a kind of a, a, you know, two sides to this stuff, isn't there? And we have to be really, really careful, treat ourselves gently and find what works for us. Would you agree?
2: I would. I think that's a really good point that you've made there about the, I've got lots to be grateful for, but I don't feel great I work with a lot of people who experience that, who look at their lives and go, I should be grateful. I've got a nice house. I've got a good husband. I've got children and a dog and a car. And I've got all these Things that I should be grateful for, but I just can't... But then all that becomes is another stick to beat themselves Mm. with rather than actually... Do you know what I mean? That fact that they're not feeling the gratitude for it Mm. becomes something else to beat themselves up with. Well... Yeah. So, so then it becomes counterproductive doesn't it?
0: Absolutely, so I just did a little kind of funny thing with my face because becomes another stick to beat themselves with There's a phrase of Claire's that she uses constantly <laughs> so it was kind <laughs> of yeah. well, I was using mine. <laughs> obviously <laughs>
2: channeling you yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well you know, you, you're in my pocket so oh, i channeling Right. <laughs> <maternally
0: planned. laughs> we've got lots of good things floating, lots of good energy in the studio this afternoon, I'm yeah. really really enjoying it so we're saying that being grateful this idea of gratitude we can choose a different word we can make it meaningful for us we can make it lighter but there is something isn't there in understanding why we're grateful that that can sometimes help us can't it I I found you know it's sort of and I've read about this as well and I know with people that I've worked with that you know if people are struggling with it sort of like taking it down a layer or up a layer whichever way you want to go it's sort of getting into it if you like understanding okay well what is it about that that actually makes me grateful or gives me that boost what do you think about that claire what's your take on that do you think that's a helpful thing to do and I, I think
1: that's the reason why we need to do it because it's about well, like i said before it's that balance in your head but actually you need to be great or grateful thankful glad whatever the word is that people want to use you need to understand why you're doing it because actually what's the point in doing it otherwise maybe kind of stuff i think there's also this uh, joe used the word should a lot then you know when people are feeling that they should be this and they should be grateful and oh well i should be doing that that's the wrong time to do it because don't do something because you feel you should do it because you want to do it and i think if you understand why you're doing it that's when you'll want to do it because you'll want to boost yourself or acknowledge that that kind of thing and I think everybody's different you know there's days where I go through my I'm thankful for because I need topping up I need to I need to feel them I need to feel that that thankfulness and I do sometimes struggle with it so instead of you know what people always go just try for three and it's like no I'm just going to do one I'm just going to do one today so it's sort of like okay and that helps me So it takes away that stress. Sometimes it's because I just, I need that because I'm maybe not in a good place. So I'm trying to just build up myself. Other days, I could probably reel off 20 because it's been really that good. But then if I can do that, what that also then gives me is, you know, okay, so some days it's one, other days it'll be 20. So the days that it's one, I'm not putting pressure on myself as much either then because I'm going, "Eh, who knows? Tomorrow I could have five. You know, next week... I could have 50. Who knows? There could be all of that because it's different every day. But isn't that what it's all about as well?
0: Yeah, I think that's so important to be aware of because Mm. I think that's the other thing that we do with a lot of these practices or, you know, this is what the the books tell us to do or the gurus tell us to do. It's like, it's supposed to be this number Mm. or, you know, it's supposed to be done in this particular way. Whereas what you've done there is you've kind of found, you found what works for you. Yeah. And you found something, you said about having that healthy balance So, you know, you're kind of, you're continuing to enjoy what you're thankful for, the glad, um, even though maybe you're not able to think of others, but you're, you're letting that go. You're not carrying that with you. You're not beating yourself up with that stick because that's not helpful.
1: And actually, if I think about it, just while you're talking, there's always two things I can be thankful for. Because I can always be thankful that I've found at least one thing to be thankful for. So there you go. There's always (laughs) two there then anyway, isn't there? I love
0: that. So we're talking here about our emotional wealth presupposition, um, practicing gratitude on a daily basis. So our emotional wealth is all about kind of learning to work with our emotions and not have our emotions rule us and it's kind of tuning into ourselves. How is it that we understand that practising gratitude can support us with our emotions? Jo, you're obviously kind of doing this within your club and and, and with the clients that you you work with. What would you say is the relationship between gratitude and and our emotions?
2: So for me, gratitude... (laughs) Is about well practicing gratitude is about training this, right? So we are the mind. Sorry, yes, I'm pointing to my (laughs) mind. Then you can't see me. (laughs) I'm on radio, Joe. Anyway. It's about training the mind because we are, as we've talked about earlier, we're conditioned from a very young age. And actually, our mind is wired to see and hold on to the negative. It's a survival technique rather than to see and hold on to the positive. So what practicing gratitude does is start training your brain to look at the positive side of life. It doesn't mean that you ignore the negative. It doesn't mean that the negative no longer happens ever again. It doesn't mean that you can just pretend it's not there. I used to get accused of that all the time. As soon as I called my company The Happiness Club, everyone was like, oh, so you're happy all the time. You just paint a smile on your face and pretend. No, that's not what happiness is. Happiness is the whole lot. Um, So it's not about ignoring and pretending that the negative isn't there but it is about moving your focus to the positive. And when you do that, what it means is that the negative stuff hits you more gently. It means that you are better able to respond to, to allow and accept it, as we were talking about earlier. It makes you more open to experiencing that because you have built up, what did you call it in your bank? Bank of self. Bank of self, that wasn't hard to remember, was it? You've built up that that lovely amount of gratitude generally so that you know that when this horrible rubbish thing happens, actually, you still know that there's beautiful, amazing stuff over here, right? It has so many benefits to it. And honestly, the, the biggest one is that it feels good. It's
0: that simple. It is that yeah. simple. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to feel good? Absolutely. Oh, does this remind it, you of it? It fits with my song. <laughs> we've got to, we've got to play <laughs> it. It's just yeah. Okay. So, um this is very cheesy. Great. But I do not apologize for it at all. Okay. <laughs> so I have great affection for this song because um from my teenage years, a very, very, very long time ago. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I did a lot of dancing when I was younger, and as a dancer, sort of growing up, I love this film that this song is from. I love the song, the lyrics for me sum up what can come from that continued practiced gratitude. You know, kind of thing that you do every day, filling up your bank of self, because the feeling grows and grows, and we can reach for it when we need it most. So this is Irene Cara, the theme from Flashdance. Um, what a feeling!
1: See was boogie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We were all boogieing again. There's a lot of boogieing going on today. It's all good. Fills you up, I think. Lots of things to put in our glads later, we were just saying. and we hope we're able to share some of that um, with some of you as well out there in the world. Um, I was wondering about this this gratitude thing and, and the glads and the thankful and the grateful and whatever word you want to use to describe it. But we refer to it as a practice don't we mm-hmm. and I think that's the key you know what some of the things that we were saying earlier about sort of and the more we do it with any, like any practice the more we do it the more we get used to doing it the easier it becomes especially if we've found our way for, to do it for us um, but I was also thinking about sort of okay well what do we mean by a practice you know so if we're going to be encouraging people to, to do this and to take this up I think for me a practice is something that I'm doing it because I want to do it but I want to commit to it. It's like I'm making a commitment to myself. Does that make sense? Yes,
2: perfect sense, I think. But I think that's why a lot of people struggle with it too. Mm. Because I think a lot of people struggle to make a commitment to looking after themselves. Mm. Because they they can't possibly deserve to do that. Surely. Yeah. That even hit the he- hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yeah. definitely It
1: is that. If I could talk, I would say it properly. <laughs> um, but it, it, I, I think what we're really able to do is go. Oh no, I can look after other people, and I can tell other people good things. But then, like, well, do I deserve it? You know, am I worth it? Well, isn't it all selfish? Uh, you know, I don't want to grow my ego, and it's like it's it's so different from that isn't it trying to explain no it's not that it's not being selfish it's really vital
2: well i mean to be fair it is being selfish but in the true meaning of the word selfish which i think we're going off on a complete tangent now but i think the word selfish has been completely destroyed we've given it this enormous negative connotation but actually if you look at the word word self-ish, of the self That's all it means. And for me, we're taught actively from being children to be selfless, Mm. to not think about ourselves, to put other people first, to not do what's best for us, to do what's best for others. And I'm not saying don't do anything for other people, but absolutely do things for other people that are also in line with you which is part of what we've been talking about today right Mm. so actually in a way part of what I teach people to do is to be selfish but in the right way not in not in that you know everyone else can go to hell and I'm having everything but in that start with you start with yourself because if you don't Honestly, you can't effectively help anybody else anyway. I said before, as soon as the membership of the Happiness Club goes up, as soon as I take on more business, the first thing I do is look after myself more. Because if I don't, I can't deliver what I commit to delivering for the people that I serve. Mm. So I have to look after myself first. Gratitude is a massive part of that. Mm. Huge, huge, huge part of it. So yeah,
0: be selfish. There you go. I love that. Really. I, I like yeah. that as well. Okay. Yeah. Own, redefine, selfish, of the self yeah. is the definition. Okay. Simple. Mm-hmm. That's a lovely one to feel glad about, I think. Another one for the list for me for this evening, definitely. I'm thinking about this word practice as well. It, it's sort of... So if we're making a commitment to ourselves, if we're being selfish with mean our new, deeper understanding of the word, more simplified it's something we can learn from isn't it as well so the idea of a practice is something we can learn from something that we can build into our daily lives and for me it's it's intentional and we live so much of our life on autopilot don't Mm. we we just kind of let things happen to us and I mean and sometimes you know we need to do that sometimes we're not in a position to be so intentional and engage but actually when we kind of reclaim that for ourselves when we take that back and we're you know, we're, we're deciding, we're in the driving seat, you know, we're thinking of the self. Well, see, I'm going to be using that a lot now. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> this idea of a practice, it is, it is that commitment, it is that learning, it is that intentional thing. But I think, again, what I'm in danger of is throwing a load of buzzwords out there. And I don't want to do that. I want this to be meaningful for people. So can you help me unpack that a little bit? you know so when I'm saying intentional Claire what is it you think I'm meaning by that and how can we make that a bit more accessible for people so
1: I think coming from what Joe said about this like what we're gonna this new version of selfish which I really like it is about the being intentional you're doing it with purpose you're doing it because you understand maybe the impact you're doing it because you understand how good it can make you feel or how it can help you with other aspects of your life being intentional is specifically understanding what you're doing why you're doing it and being in the moment with it and i think that's it i think because i want to link it back to what you said about this word practice because for me it also means you can make mistakes and i think that's a big one people will go well i didn't do it well so what it's fine that's not a problem okay hey do you want to do it today yeah i do right there's your intention and it's a practice so you're practicing you're building up you can make a mistake it doesn't always have to be right you know it's there's no detriment to it so if you make a mistake in your gratitude practice it's not going to harm anything it's just it's gonna you're still doing it so but yeah what's the intention behind it where where are you going with that what do you want from that you can build that up it doesn't have to be there right from the word go so i think it's sort of for me it's a little bit like it's easier it's it's not beating yourself up with a stick it's not going go i have to be positive or i have to be this or i have to be that it's just like okay oh can i practice gratitude can i include that in my day yes i can you know today no i can't because i'm not feeling it all right then go and have a cry like you did joe go and have a cry that's how you feel today go and do that and if you don't get chance to do it that's okay what's the intention behind that you need to feel however you're feeling today and maybe you can come at it again tomorrow just Oh, I yeah,
2: think that I mean, helps a lot. What yeah, do you yeah, think, yeah. Jo? I think that's brilliant. That makes perfect sense. And for me, that goes in ha- hand in hand with what we talked about way earlier, about awareness. It's about being consciously aware. Because, as you said, we spend a lot of our days on autopilot, repeating the same stuff over and over again without even thinking about what we're doing or being aware of what we're doing properly. Mm-hmm. So intention and awareness, for me, work together hugely bring your conscious awareness to what you're thinking, how you're feeling, what you're doing. Um, and I mean, I I always tell the story when I was training in mindfulness. I woke up one morning about halfway through my training and um, I had the most enormous feeling of anxiety in my chest. Felt like I had a rock the size of England sitting on my chest, except I was lying face down. But anyway. Um, And I realised in that moment, two things that completely contradict each other, but are both completely true. I realised that I had felt like that every single day of my life and I had never noticed before. But that's the key to awareness, right? Because how on earth, how on earth do I do anything about that? How do I set an intention to do anything about that if I'm not aware of it? That's what mindfulness gave me, and it can be unbelievably painful sometimes, but that's, and then again, that's the joy of awareness because now I'm aware of that. Now I can move through that. Now I can do whatever it is I need to do. Now I can set the intention to do whatever I need to do to move myself through that state to come out the other side of it, which, but nothing starts without awareness, Mm. nothing. Sue, so that got you there
0: yeah it really did yeah there's something about what you said about yeah it's kind of like living with a feeling but then noticing it for the first time yeah. that yeah and there's a lot of things that i've been kind of experiencing lately and reading about lately you know that thing when things just sort of seem to fall in your lap mm-hmm. lots of messages lots of clues. You know, being given your way, and that just felt like another one. So thank you for that, yeah. very I'm welcome. grateful for that. I need to reflect on that. And I will. And actually, relates really well to what we're talking about, because this is all part of our emotional wealth. So that stirred something in me, stirred something that kind of went from... Uncomfortable to a bit of a revelation sort of all mixed up at the same time so you know my instinct might have been to go push 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 away you can't feel that too you're on the radio mm. you know I just let it and Claire lovely Claire noticed it because she knows me <laughs> and I'm sharing it with you which I hope is okay so thank you for that yeah <laughs> Claire do you want to say anything more about kind of
1: I think something that Joe's used a few
0: times that I really
1: like is this accept and allow
0: yeah they're two really good words that
1: go together are aren't fabulous they fabulous yeah. words and very empowering words mm. accept and allow and i think if you can accept that there are that you, you can put things in place for you that actually you know that that it is important for you that you can then allow yourself to maybe see more of what's going on with you like you've just said both of you you you've noticed this feeling and you've also noticed that it's always been there but you've never noticed it before that kind of like paradox that is us as human beings anyway we are paradox aren't we but I think this we acknowledge we notice things more about ourselves but that's also when we can be more thankful more glad more grateful that is also enables us to then see that because we will see it because we notice it more and I think it's that noticing like Joe I know you do mindfulness you do it with your, with children in school you know we do mindfulness regularly it's it isn't navel gazing it isn't sitting there just you know doing nothing it's having an impact on you it's allowing you to to understand who you really are and what's going on for you and allowing yourself to be who you are and this really links with my song as um, my song is born this way by lady gaga Mm -hmm. and one of the things she says is um, there's nothing wrong with loving who you are and i just want to say that again there's nothing wrong with loving who you are because there's not and yet a lot of us feel like We shouldn't, or we can't. There is nothing wrong with that. Um, She says, because he made you perfect. Hold your head up and you'll go far. And I think that's really key, that you're beautiful in your own way because we are who we are. We bring something to this world. We've talked about worth before, but it's sort of like, for me, sing this loud, sing this proud, sing this about yourself. You were born this way.
0: Ooh, do love a bit of Gaga. She's fab. She's all right, isn't she? She, yeah. she runs
1: her own Twitter and, uh, account and stuff like that. She puts yeah. time in,
0: and I really like that. I think she's somebody that was told a lot. You can't do. You're mm-hmm. not going to be any good. Look at her now. Yes. <laughs> Ruling the world. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking this afternoon uh, about our emotional wealth presupposition. We practice gratitude on a daily basis, and we've had loads of insight, loads of tips, lots of really good chatter I think about sort of uncovering what this what this is and what this means and uh, Joe you know your insight's been really really valuable this afternoon so thank you for kind of joining us with this conversation shall we have a chat now about sort of ways to do it you know because we've touched on this a little bit you know we talked about gratitude journals and we talked about kind of noticing but what what sort of things do you share in your happiness club about ways to do the glads So
2: for me, the GLADs are at the end of the day. So it's about reflecting back over that particular day. So obviously quite a lot of gratitude exercises that you get taught are general. What do you generally have in your life to be grateful for? Um, And that's where we can get into an ACE, but that's also where we can get into that. Well, I should be, I've got all this amazing stuff. I should be, I should be, I should be. so the glads are very specifically about that day so you sit down at the end of the day and you reflect back over that day and what it does is it makes you look at that day purposely with a positive slant you're purposely going back to try and find the good stuff and there is always good stuff it's just that we don't always notice it because we're not taught to notice it Um, I get messages from members of the Happiness Club on a regular basis saying, oh my God, I had the day from absolute hell. It was awful. I didn't, I was thinking to myself, well, there's no point doing GLADs today. And then I got the nudge from the Happiness Club app saying, hello, would you like to do your GLADs? So I thought, okay, Jo's in my pocket. (laughs) She's telling me to do my GLADs. (laughs) So I've done them and it's turned my entire day on its head. Turned it completely around mm. because you go back and look at even that awful day, you're purposely trying to find the good stuff, and so you find it, even if it's just one thing, yeah. right? And it 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 has the power to literally turn your day on its head, which is amazing, awesome, and it'll also help you sleep better.
1: Yes, because you're doing it at the end of the day, so you go in to sleep with that positivity or that yeah frame of mind kind of thing in your head yeah definitely I like that and that's right a a really good one so it's actually just at that day you're just focusing on
0: that that's quite a mindful exercise as well isn't it you know because our minds are constantly racing with kind of like past future kind of other stuff that's sort of going on so that makes you focus and that helps you be intentional which is what we were talking about before okay so that's kind of been the last thing at night and you do that as part of your club and you do that for yourself often people will say, do it to sort of start the day. Did you say that you do that as well, Jo, for I yourself? do, so
2: I do something slightly different first thing in the morning, and I do it as a journal exercise, but ties in beautifully with your thing of intention setting as well. I take a page in my journal, and I write an intention for the day. So my intention for today, I got back from um, holiday about nine o'clock last night, so I was quite tired. Wow. So um, my intention for today is to be gentle with myself and take care of myself. So I wrote that out in my journal. And then um, then I write, thank you yesterday for... And honestly, the word that comes out most out the end of my pen is love. Thank you yesterday for love, for fun, for joy, for laughter. And I flip back through the day before in my brain and pick out all those emotions, even the difficult ones. You know, thank you for the tears, thank you for the opportunity to release, thank you for um, hugging with my children. Thank you for dogs, uh, whatever. Come right. Thank you yesterday for all of these things, and then I write today. I welcome in and embrace. And again, it's intention setting. So today I'm going to welcome in love. I'm going to welcome in abundance, health, fun, joy, laughter. I think about what I've got planned for that day. Um, obviously, you two featured this morning. You know, I'm looking forward to talking about what I'm doing. I'm, I welcome in and embrace the opportunity to talk about the work that I love doing. So I flick through the day that's about to happen and I and I set an intention for the things that I want to experience that day. So that's my morning, that's the morning journaling that I do. So it's kind of intentions and gratitude and all gratitude the same time. Rolled in. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that works with the presupposition. You sort of like,
1: you're setting that up, like you say, mm-hmm. and then you're, you know, reliving it and going through it and actually... So what you said is like previously so you you're glad in the moment you remember that at the night you're glad at the night but then actually even the next day you (laughs) go in oh you know i'm i'm grateful for that i'm glad about that thankful for what happened yesterday it's topping you up all the time isn't it it's really helpful because it is topping you up all the time i love that you see one of the things because i used to have a gratitude journal and it was sort of like I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for. And I found that a barrier for me. I so I'm not one for writing. I am. When we were looking at our affirmations, um, I did a whole. Um, I did a whole speak into my phone and recorded it, and we kept talking about affirmations, and then. <laughs> Sue so was going, all oh, those a name with like, you going, affirmations? Because I'm saying She it goes, go. And she go says, says the word cow. affirmations. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that phone. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of like I'm better off speaking into my phone or speaking out loud. And, you know, if I'm around people, then maybe I'll say it in my head. But I, I find by speaking out loud, it has more impact for me. So I very often now, I realize what doesn't work for me, because right, it was that practice. Mm. So I'm trying my great, gratitude practice, that wasn't working, so I put the pen down, and now I do, this is what I'm thankful for. So I, I don't use the word grateful, I use the word thankful, and I speak it out loud. And that's what I do, and I find that being helpful. And I do that at the end of the day, yeah, because I find that m- helps me. You know to top up, but mine's also okay. Sometimes I'm that tired, or other things have been going on. That it's just one thing, and I just say that, and I'm I'm okay with that.
0: I think that's a really helpful tip, Claire. Actually, because I think that we, you know, we were talking about making a commitment to yourself. We're talking about learning from things, reflecting, um, you know, building it into our daily lives, and being intentional and all this. And there's something in that. I think that there's a kind of an undercurrent of you know, and this idea that we're taught that if you don't write it down, then it's not, it's like it didn't really happen or you're not really showing it, you know, it's like that show your work kind of philosophy that we're all sort of brought up with, isn't it? Within mm. mean, our education, it's kind of, you know, and I think what that does is that it enables you to own it in your way. And I loved what you said about, it was kind of like you're saying it out loud and then that, so I don't know, it's like you're hearing it back mm. to yourself. You're sending it out into the universe and you're kind of like, it's coming back to you but it is because I'm saying
1: it out loud I'm hearing it as well because I can hear (coughs) my voice so yeah there is that and with intentions it's funny because I do set intentions I do it in a different way so with my intentions I use tapping so EFT or anything like that so I use tapping when I'm putting moisturizer on my face and I'm I use my tapping technique and I state what it is I want for that day and that's my intention and for some reason, I haven't linked the two. Oh, yeah, which is really good, Jo. Yeah. Then that's that's brilliant. So having you here with us as well today, because I'm like, ah, yeah, no, I can see because actually that's also something, and I can be thankful for that. I can be thankful for setting the intention to start off with, and having that chance to do that. Thank you for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna realise that now
0: I like when that. I'm saying it. That's great. Cool couple of other things that i would sort of made a note of that i've seen other people do is some people use their phones you mentioned about speaking into your phone so mm. that could be another way people could record it couldn't they mm-hmm. um and if they choose to keep it or not then that's up to them i think i was listening to somebody recently who was sort of saying well i speak it into my phone but then it's like then i delete it mm. you know it's kind of like i I've, I've done it it's kind of like i've committed to it i own it because i've said the words i don't need to sort of cling on to it in that way um or, you know, you might want to kind of just open up a page on your computer if you like to type and sort of put things there. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways that we can do this stuff and I think that this is really crucial, like all things with our well-being is and our mental well-being is finding what works for us and that might be trying things that don't work mm-hmm. and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong, it just means that it doesn't fit for you or it's not the right time for you to try that. Have either of you ever done, um, you know, the gratitude jar, you know, where you write the little things on the sticky notes or whatever, and you pop it in the jar? Has anybody ever done that technique? So
2: one of the the techniques that we teach in our schools program is a happiness jar. So it works along the same kind of lines. Mm. It's not purely about gratitude, but we ask that we give each class a a jar and some post-it notes, and we, we just say to the children, anytime you think of anything that makes you smile, or makes you laugh or makes you feel good in any way write it on a post-it note fold it up put it in the jar and then we invite the teacher to take a few out at the end of every day and read them to the class or empty it as a class at the end of the week at the end of half term at the end of term however they want to use it and be flexible with it Um, and it's beautiful It's, it's you said the words exactly it's about it's about recording it, committing to it, right? It's a, there's a massive impact between either speaking things out or writing them down. Massive impact that happens in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I remembered to say the word brain then at the same it's time. It's the same time just time just in my head. Um,
0: <laughs> fantastic.
2: See how I learn. Do you <laughs> see? Um, so, um, yeah, there is a massive impact between either writing down
0: or speaking out what you're wanting to hold on to. Indeed. I think there's so much from today's conversation. Um, I know that I'm sort of glad for, grateful for, thankful for, whatever the word is. Um, What about you, Clara? Is there there a kind of a takeaway for you from what we've been discussing here around this gratitude stuff and making it part of our daily practice?
1: So, yeah, I think every time we talk about this, it sort of, it renews my faith in, that that's what i'm doing the right thing and i'm doing something really good for me and i think i'm gonna try some different things i think i might try the jar i've used a jar in a different way okay um in a train like in a training room or with friends and gone like write something so you all put something in so when you're not feeling so good you can take something out and that's what somebody thinks about you and i think that's really great but i'm thinking okay so if i do that then it might remind me of something from the past and i might do a jar and open it every month or you know just take maybe a couple of things out each month to remind me of what i have been thankful for because you know i love the fact of knowing it in the t- at the moment knowing it at the end of the day maybe even refreshing it this day it's about bringing all that good stuff back feeding it and it feels like I'm feeding myself with it. I love that's, that. I think that's my takeaway with it. That's really nice. I'm feeding goodness <gasps> into my head. Oh, yeah.
0: nourishment. Yeah, I like, I like that. What about you, jo? Is there From our conversation, obviously this is something that you're already in the practice of, but is there a kind of anything new or anything that's kind of reignited for you from our conversation?
2: I think for me, the the biggest thing is that intention, is remembering that, we're setting an intention to be grateful, right? We're purposely intending to fill ourselves with goodness, fill our, I've forgotten your bank of self thing <laughs> again, right? But it's that, it's its realising that that's what you're doing. I love the con- your concept of the bank of self, that, that that's what you're doing. You're filling, making a deposit in there, filling that up so that in those times when you need it, you've got stuff stored there. I think that's
0: massively powerful. Indeed. Oh, well, hopefully we've topped up your bank of self this afternoon. Um, do let us know what you think. Can I ask
1: you, Sue? What's your take on? Ah, mm. oh,
0: yeah. Well, I think for me, I think I'm I'm really inspired by sort of listening to both of you. And the journal thing has worked for me on and off. I've never really got into it though, because Claire knows I like to write. And uh, you know, in in times of sort of deep despair, I will turn to you know my pen and I will write. But I don't always do it to top myself up but i do do it kind of mentally so i will kind of notice things with my so my gratitude practice is part of me but i really like the idea of recording and reflecting and i think but i think something that you were saying joe that's key i don't think i've been asking myself the right questions always you know when you were kind of sharing the types of things that you ask yourself mm. and i think that's quite key mm. so of i'm going to have a big think about what is it that i want to ask myself that will enable me to kind of you know really pinpoint what it is i'm trying to share so that's my takeaway cool.
1: that was an extract from our radio show let's talk well-being you can listen in every thursday between 12 and 2 on hcr 92.3 fm or online on hcr923fm.com